Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler casting. What that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. And with all that being said, let's get started. All right. It is Sunday, April 24th, and uh, we've got some Moon Knight to review. We've got so a Thor trailer to review, and I met somebody this weekend and talked to them a little bit about their movie. I was about to say, you're going to tell your wife that? I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to hear it now. <laughs> I already told her about it on the oh. ride back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before all that, we have important matters to discuss. Today is Jeremy's birthday. Woo. So we must all wish him a happy birthday. A happy birthday. Thanks. And Jeremy, we have this nice song for you. Are you ready, Richard? I am ready. Happy <laughs> first appearance <laughs> to you. Happy first appearance to you. Happy first appearance, Jeremy. Happy, Happy first, first appearance, appearance to you. <laughs> That's really hard to do over, over. Yeah, virtually. Yeah, that is really hard to do. That's hilarious. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just waiting on my postcard from Brie Larson. So. Well, it just so happens, Jeremy, we have a special guest today. Yeah, now you tell your wife about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! How awesome would that be, though? All right. So I went to a con this past weekend in Huntsville, and I got to meet one Cooper Andrews. For those of you who don't know, he plays Jerry in The Walking Dead, and he also plays the dad in Shazam. He, I just happened to walk by his booth. There was no line at all, and I'm sure it was swarmed earlier that day. It was around lunchtime when I walked by past it. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go bump knuckles with him. So I walked over there, threw out my fist, said, dude, I love your work. He's like, oh, thanks, man. You know, gave me fist bump and stuff. I said, I love you in Shazam. I said, I'm so happy to see you in something outside The Walking Dead. I said, don't get me wrong, though. I like you in The Walking Dead. I just like Shazam better. <laughs> and I said, so how? So are you in Shazam too? He said, yes. I said, <laughs> is it fun? He said, absolutely it is. I said, is it better than the first one? He said, I believe so. Yes. I said, what's different? He said, all the stuff that we did by mistake or improv on the first one, we incorporated that into the second one. He said, so like, we just, he said, we just had fun. It was just a blast to make. And he said, that was, that was the big, that was the big thing that they did differently this time was all the times where they were like, they did something and didn't mean to do it. And it, it made it to the screen. Now they're like putting all like making sure all that stuff is in there or like put like doing that stuff on purpose now. There you go. That's that's it. That was all I got from. Cool. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's still pretty good. I'm just saying it seemed like he seemed like he was having fun. So I was like, yeah, I mean, he had a giant smile on his face the whole time talking about it. Like, it just seemed like he loved geeking out about it as much as I love hearing him talk about it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I had somebody in line because I was talking to him about it as well. And he was like, well, I don't know if that's enough really to save the DCEU. I said, they don't have to save the DCEU. Shazam could be its own thing and never 
never have to be in the DCEU, I don't think, ever. And, and still be fun and still do great. Yeah. I think it's going to have to be if they incorporate yeah. Black Adam. But yeah, regardless, I I like the Shazam movie and I'm excited for the sequel. Well, yeah, that's really cool. I just was going to say that it was, um, it's always cool to see like actors having fun with it and being real about it. I just like that he just seemed like a cool guy. Like, yeah. I had no cash on me. I I didn't walk in any kind of line. I wasn't standing there. I just, I straight up just walked up to him, threw my hand out, said, dude, I love your work. That was it. And that started the whole thing. And we just started nerding out. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I could, I could see going and having a drink with him. It, it just seemed cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's always nice to meet some down to earth actors. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. So, yeah, that's it. No big juicy news or nothing like that. Just something fun. <laughs> No, it's not fun though. At least I didn't think it was fun. That Thor trailer. What? Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a teaser. It's oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the two the minute teaser that we had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you, what's y'all's well meter? What's I, I've already I've already thrown mine out there. I'm underwhelmed by this. What what's y'all's? Uh, mine is I'm. I mean, I'm pleasantly whelmed. Honestly, I mean, it just it seems like it should be fun to me. Hopefully, I mean, obviously, I have. I'm gonna be really interested to read the. Uh, other series the comics beforehand uh, i know we've talked about doing that so i'm definitely anxious to to do that for it but it may end up being like the whole moon night where it ruins the whole movie for me so we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm um i'm overly whelmed because i i've read the jason aaron thor god of thunder run the 2016 run and with a uh, Gore the God Butcher and all that, I'm excited for it. I I like the trailer. I like Take Watiti, the director. He did Thor Ragnarok. Do we need a bathroom break? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like his style of like weirdness mixed with seriousness. His like wacky humor. For those I don't know if you all know, but he did uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He's done Jojo Rabbit, Hunt for the Wilder People. Anyway, I I love his movies, especially Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm overly whelmed for it. I've got I've got notes here written down a little bit if y'all want to talk about it, but I'm I'm overly whelmed. Yeah, go, man. You're you're the most excited, it seems like here. So All right. So we see Thor running through the forest at the very beginning. We see his comic accurate costume. So ever since the Disney Plus series, we've seen like a Vision comic accurate, a Wanda comic accurate. We see in the Loki series, we see like an older version of Loki with the comic accurate costume. So I thought that was a nice little little touch there at the beginning of the trailer. Don't forget Sam Wilson's Captain America. That's... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like ripped right out of the uh, his first premiere as Captain America. I love in the trailers recently from Marvel, their music choices. I love the Guns N' Roses Sweet Child of Mine for this. I thought it was perfect. I I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought a lot of the music and stuff in all these trailers, like Moon Knight with Kid Cudi's Day and Night. Yeah. Miss Marvel's, what is it, The Weeknd? Yes. Anyway, all the music for these trailers lately have been on point. Not a Guns N' Roses fan. (laughs) Do I? Not a Guns N' Roses fan. Oh, man. I love seeing Thor get in shape and he's using like the chains. Yeah. 
like the, those like rope workouts to like get back in shape. And if you pause it, you can notice that he's wearing a trucker hat. Yep. That I think says Earth's Mightiest Avenger, but it's like scratched out and it says written in Sharpie, uh, strongest Avenger. <laughs> And then, of course, it cuts to the reveal of him being in the Ravager outfit where he's like in shape again. And I think that's like a callback to another Thor character. I believe it's what Thunderstruck. Yeah. Eric Masterson. Like that outfit that he wears is straight up the the comic book character. It also looks like in that scene they're on Sakaar. I agree. The Thor and Korg. Yeah. Thor and Korg. It looks like maybe the the guardians leave him there or he decides to like not join up with them or something. It's very interesting. That's why you make it look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see the goats from Thor's like mythology, the tooth Nasher and tooth grinder. They're the goats that pull his like yeah. chariot through space. So I'm, I'm happy that we get to see those as well. Yep. Does anyone know who the blue haired pirate chick is? No idea. I've I've been kind of looking for that just because I'm like, okay, well, that might be something I need to grab, but no idea. Nope. Yeah. I was wondering, like, you see a Kraken or something in the back that's, like, been slayed, and then there's this blue-haired pirate chick. Is it, like, Captain Jane Sparrow or something? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I don't know. We see Olympus. And we see what's to believe, uh, I think Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. We see like the back of him. Yep. So I wonder, are we going to see Hercules? He looks rather hefty. Yeah. Yeah, he does, actually. <laughs> looks rather what? Hefty. hefty. Looks he like a big one boy. One too many moon pies. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I have any room to talk next to him, but I'm just saying. Like, I was wondering the same thing, too. It, whether or not her, because I've never heard that Hercules is cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor is that he would be there because it like why not mm-hmm. and so I was wondering the same thing as well like will we get Hercules will he be a cameo that kind of thing so is he actually in the comic yeah yeah, yeah really? Hercules is yep. a uh, is a god or demigod that shows up fairly frequently in the Marvel Universe the Avengers titles mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the maybe 70s 80s did he did he appear in that what you call it, the God of Thunder Series is that no. what it is? The comp? No, mostly that we get a lot of time jumping around. Of like, we get like current day Thor, and then like future Thor, and oh. then eventually, I, I believe, slight spoilers, but uh, the two time displaced Thors fight Gore. But anyway, huh. that was one thing we didn't get to see in this trailer is Gore. I guess they're saving that. Well, teaser. So I guess they're saving it for the actual quote unquote trailer. So. That's probably like my biggest beef with this whole thing. I I, I like Ragnarok and it, it was okay. I feel like they did hella a lot of injustice in that movie because she was supposed to be the big bad and she really wasn't the big bad. It was more the Grandmaster was the big bad. Like you saw him more almost than Hela. Like she was there for the beginning and then she was there for the end. It's like, there's, yeah. there's nothing. I don't know. So that bothers me. And I, and I don't want them to do gore the same way. I've not read that series, but I've heard a lot of good things about that series. And then the toy leaks of Christian Bale's gore 
and he just looks like powder with robes and mm-hmm. powder powder with robes. yeah the character powder from that movie yeah. or whatever he's just just all just a, like he looks albino he's just completely like powder white just oh. no no facial cosmetic stuff done if you have never seen gore you should look him up on google i can probably even throw him up on the ig just for show but he has like he almost looks like Voldemort from from uh harry potter yeah Yeah, he's got no nose he's also got like a tentacle like thing coming off of his head and he wears oh like tattered robes and so in my mind i'm thinking we can have star wars with all those people and that stuff look good disney owns star wars we can have wb over here making Voldemort look the way he does and that'd be fine why can't we have a close to com- like you can cut something you can change it a little bit but why can't we have a close to comic accurate gore yeah and so then in my mind I think if we can't do gore right how in the hell are we going to do Beta Ray Bill right who you think he's going to be in this movie <laughs> <laughs> the rumor is is that when if you're watching it there's a scene where it looks like something was cut out yeah and people are saying that Beta Ray Mill might have been cut out and especially considering the story, how three Thors did fight Gore, mm-hmm. they're thinking, could it be Jane, Thor, and Beta Ray Bill? Okay, that's cool. I'm down for that. Because Thor, I mean, that would make sense. It, this also feels like this may be the final Thor, like Chris Hemsworth Thor movie. We may get more Thor, you know, with Jane Foster or something. So it would make sense. Maybe he gives Stormbreaker to Beta Ray Bill since Beta Ray Bill in the comics has his own hammer and it's called Stormbreaker. Right. Yeah, I thought that was kind of like the whole whole point of this one is just to set up new Avengers or you know, whatever you want to call them now yeah. kind of thing. Uh, it is and it isn't because Chris Hemsworth hasn't said like, hey, I don't want to do any more Thor. He's like, I'm down. You want Thor? I'll be Thor. <laughs> like, he, um, <laughs> so he's one of the few actors that from the original like Avengers roster who's still like, you want me in the movies? I'm down. Just just tell me when and where and I'll be there. Right. Well, I I think we could have a really cool movie after an unworthy Thor afterwards. Yeah, that would be cool. Because that is part of the comics yeah. as well. And it ties into this whole gore thing. Eventually, at some point in time, gore basically says all, none of the gods are worthy of anything. Yeah. And so Nick Fury. Yeah, I was about to say it also does with the original sin stuff. What, uh, right. Nick Fury eventually tells Thor that Gore was right. Yeah. And coming from Nick Fury, it meant something to Thor. And so he dropped the hammer. Well, hang on. Let and me, he's not able to let, pick it up. Let's do one setup. When it happens in Original Sin, because I read that and I was so pissed off, is he whispers into Thor's ear and then Thor becomes unworthy of Mjolnir and it drops to the ground on the moon and Thor can't wield it anymore. And it's not revealed till like, I don't know, what was it, like three years, maybe five at most? Oh, that until just- Yeah, until what Nick Fury said to him, which all it was was Gore was right. And I was like, oh, yep. fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was so frustrating. <laughs> I can imagine. So, yeah, I uh, I think that would be a good lead up to that and having an unworthy Thor movie. And then, of course, Jane taking on the mantle of the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that hers will be called Undenjar, if I remember the name of it right. Oh, okay. Which is going to be pretty cool. 
because she eventually, you know, dies in the comics and becomes a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And her weapon is Underjarn, if I'm saying that right. It's Mjolnir that can change into different Yeah, it can turn weapons. into chains and all sorts of stuff. A mace, sword. Oh, that's cool. I didn't so, know I could do that. It looks like that's what's going to happen because it looks like she gets Mjolnir. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll skip to that. Like at the end, we see Jane as the mighty Thor with a re-put together Mjolnir, which is, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would just look like normal Mjolnir, but it's like Mjolnir with like cracks and it's glowing with like energy. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. That's that's why I'm saying I think we're going to get that Underjarn weapon. Do you think... Rumor has it that Peter Dinklage is going to be in this movie as the dwarf again and that he's the one who helps reassemble Mjolnir. Do you think maybe we'll get that? Oh, I think Dinklage will be in it, but whether he assembles Mjolnir or not, I think that's, I think it's possible. If I'm not mistaken, Ray Bill's Stormbreaker looks different than Thor's, does it not? Uh, yes, but they, you know, the movie, the only thing that makes me think Stormbreaker in the comics is one is it's gold and it's a hammer on one side and an axe on the other. And just like yeah. Stormbreaker in the movies, it's a hammer on one side and it's an axe on the other. Yes, it's it's not all gold and it's much bigger looking than the one from the comics. But I think I honestly felt like when they introduced Stormbreaker in uh, Infinity War and Endgame that like eventually that means we would see a Beta Ray Bill and he would give that uh, weapon to him. Yeah. I'll say this much. I've heard uh, I, I mean of course the leaks are already coming out and stuff like that about this movie and I heard leaks about this probably three to four weeks ago. I heard leaks of when the trailer was going to drop from the leaks that I've heard. I've not heard of Beta Ray Bill at all. I have heard of something really cool happening at the very end of the movie. And I have heard of something happening to Thor to change things. I wonder if he's going to become the all father is what I wonder. Yeah. In that story, the future Thor becomes like the all father. So I'm kind of wondering, is that going to be what happens? We see him in his like war armor, the like gold and blue Mm -hmm. armor at one point. I'm wondering if that they're just going to call that like the all father Thor or something. Also, in War of the Realms, he becomes the All-Father in that as well. And that's where Jane Foster Thor becomes Valkyrie as well, too. Yeah. So I thought maybe they could take a cue from that. Mm-hmm. I, I assume if Dinklage is going to be... I can't remember his name now. Yeah, I can't think of the character's name either. It's the dwarf. Right. The one that makes all the weapons. I can't think of the name as well. If he's there, I'm surely he's making some kind of a weapon. Surely. But... I would assume they still had that that thing working to where he could still make stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be there, he's got to be there to make something or do something some, with some kind of weapon. He's got to be there to do something. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be there to do something. I mean, why yeah. else have him there? <laughs> I mean, there's flying goats in this thing, for God's sakes. Yeah. There's pirate women, blue-haired pirate women, and then... <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Greek gods and who who cares? You know, I mean. um, <laughs> they're doing stuff. Yeah, they're all doing stuff. I sent y'all a text <laughs> message of this. I love the literally straight off the pages of Jason Aaron's run of Thor of where we see Gar the Behemoth. It's like dead, 
And in the trailer, we see Thor and Korg staring at it. But in the comic, it's just Thor on his own. But it is a literally they like just copied that image, <laughs> like all the way down to the like the blood marks like coming out of its <laughs> nose and stuff. It's it's crazy. I thought that was really cool. That book went from a like five to ten dollar book to a thirty dollar book like right after that trailer dropped. Jeez. Oh wow, that's how insane the market is right now, and just what people are grabbing for. Yeah, it's crazy. These are funny moments that I noticed in the trailer. We see Valkyrie. She's like in a suit and they're holding like a UN meeting or a council <laughs> meeting of some sort. But if you look right behind her, you see Meek. Oh, and Meek <laughs> is in like a plaid suit. <laughs> it's so funny looking. <laughs> I'm about to go watch that. <laughs> yeah. If you look to the right of her, you see Meek talk. It looks like he's talking with someone but he's in a plaid suit. It's so funny looking. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just want to mention this because my wife is a huge fan. So they have since, like Feige has since said that the one shots, you know, like All Hail the King, a funny thing happened along the way to Thor's Hammer, item, what is it, item 47, all those are canon. Like those are part of the MCU. Feige has said that. Really? Um, He said it back when even the Carter ones. Yes. He has said that wow. those are canon because he said it around the time when Shang-Chi was coming out because All Hell the King, you know, ties into that. Yeah. I want to know, since that is true, if y'all have ever seen the Thor shorts where it's got his roommate Daryl, you know, there's Team Thor, Team Daryl. <laughs> And there's another one. They were filming it during Thor Ragnarok. So it's got that weird humor from Taika Waititi. Team Daryl. I'm wondering if Daryl is going to show up in this. I, I doubt it because he, <laughs> he never showed up in any of the other things. But I really want Thor's roommate to show up in this. I think it would be hilarious to see. How I just I was like, oh, well, that's the thing. Oh, cool. Let me record this and put it on our IG. So we're relevant. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll see it. Of course I will. And I'm sure I'll laugh and it'll be fun. But I just, I worry about gore. I want gore to be something serious. I want gore to be something fun. You know, I like my villains and I want gore to be a really good villain. Yeah. So. All right. So. Moon Knight. Episode four. The Tomb. Well, I think, um, I think this episode just needs to stay in the tomb. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jerry, how wild were you about this episode? Just terrible. I really? Was, yeah, I was not a fan. It was just very underwhelming. There was just no real storyline to me. There was just a lot of fluff that didn't matter. Nothing got answered in that episode. Just left so many things open, and it was just, just terrible. Richard you're well meter on this yeah I kind of second that Jeremy I um I I finally my meter finally dipped into the underly whelmed I'm so underly whelmed by this series we got two episodes left and it better be the best fucking episodes that we've ever seen ever Otherwise, my review of this is skip it. (laughs) It's it's just, (laughs) I I was going to save this for the end of the series, but if you want to watch one, if you want to watch a better, like, 
adventure seeking like go go watch the old like Brendan Fraser mummy go just go watch that movie <laughs> like it's a better it's yeah. a better story the characters are likable and you care about them and if you want to see like a mind bendy like psychological thriller that's in the Marvel universe go watch Legion i just finished rewatching Legion all 3 seasons go watch it season 1's great season 2's a little iffy Season three is great again. So, like, just go see that. <laughs> I, I had such a hard time getting into Legion. Yeah, it's it's not for everybody. It's weird, but it I I like the delightfully weird and like it's kind of like that weird like arty farty kind of stuff. But it makes sense. At least season one and three do. Season two has a lot of like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> but um, it's. It's really good. Yeah, so like I'm sitting there watching it and um I don't know, I got maybe 6 episodes in and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like what <laughs> what did I do? What did I and so I I rewatched them and I'm still I was just like, what did I do? What yeah. what, what did I do? Cuz everybody else was talking about how good it was and I was just like I'm missing something. I don't know what this is. <laughs> season two is that way. Season two is like, did I did I skip something? Like, what's the point? Season one, if you keep with it, all that stuff makes sense. And it's worth a rewatch, I think. But yeah, season two's kind of hit and miss for me on a lot of episodes. And then season three kind of gets back to like how like season one was. Like there's that weirdness, but there's a purpose for it. This is just how their interpretation of how like a psychic battle's going on. But yeah, if you want if you want a psychological thriller that's really interesting and it's the whole like scratches that itch of like is he crazy is he not crazy go watch Legion. <laughs> I got you. I'll say this much from what I do remember of it maybe I watched more than one six episodes. Maybe I watched the whole first season. The villain or who turned out to be the villain was mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yeah. Same. I did love that in the first season. So, yeah. I like that as well. Because I do remember it. And I remember the act, I believe, I believe the actress that played it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, she did an awesome job throughout the entire like season. Mm-hmm. So I started off the show with like a whelmed. Like I was like, okay, this, this, because it, it was giving me very much those mummy vibes of they're in the desert. They're going to go and, and ransack a tomb. And yeah, like I, I did feel very much like I was watching the mummy. Which I kind of liked, and I kind of didn't like. And then we got to the very end. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" I was, I freaking love the very end of this episode. Absolutely, positively loved it. I was, <laughs> I was getting overwhelmed by it just because I was like, "Wait a second, we're doing something completely different, completely new. We could fix everything right now." And then the very, very end uh... happened. And then what did you think? <laughs> what do you mean the very, very end? The hippo. With the hippo. That's what I'm talking about. Or he oh. screamed like a little girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved that. I thought I, it was awesome. I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I was like, well, that's just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the little scream in there, I thought it was funny, but it just. I liked that Oscar Isaac chose to have both Mark and Steven have different screams. I thought that was yeah. really, Steven <laughs> has like a high pitched scream and then Mark has like a lower pitch. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that is funny. All right, so real quick before we dive into this, synopsis of it is you got Layla and Mark make it to Amit's tomb. They go inside and they they pass whatever 
obstacles and blah, blah, blah to get to the tomb. Mark gets shot and falls in the water. And then we go into some crazy mental, probably, which we'll get into it, I'm sure, later, uh, where he's like in a, in a mental hospital all of a sudden. But then Stephen's there and there's sarcophaguses and there's hippo gods and <laughs> it goes into craziness. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the episode. Very easy to explain. Yeah, really. Because there really just, wasn't much that happened in this episode. It really wasn't. I don't understand why the people at the very beginning just didn't run them over. Okay, so that was <laughs> oh, one of my things too. Like, okay, whenever she they yeah just happened to roll down a hill and oh we disappeared or something, but and then she gets like my thing was she got up and ran off and left him. I was like, you left him. He's laying there just like, and she ran behind the car. I granted, I understand she's trying to figure something out, but. I was like, you just left him laying there. And it even if you watched, you could even see the lights go past his body. And I'm like, well, right. he's dead. Like, I mean, they're just going to shoot him. I mean, not, uh, but no, <laughs> even then, like, they just stare at the body for like 30 seconds. Just like uh, later on. And well, I guess he's dead. And we're just going to sit here and look. <laughs> and then, but also like, okay, so I'm getting out of order here too. But whenever she went over to there to the truck and she got in the back and they were like, Oh, there's a truck. We need to go look around it. Well, they looked around it. Who the heck doesn't look in the freaking truck? I mean. (laughs) Real real quick, Jeremy. My wife had mentioned that they would see footsteps in the sand leading up to the truck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They didn't even stop at the back of the truck and flash the flashlight in. Like, she didn't. She didn't close the door. She just hopped in there. The door was left wide open. Also, who were those men? Were they Harrow's men or were they uh, Anton Mogart? Because the last episode, they're running from Mogart's men, you know, because they just stole the, yeah. you know, all the stuff. So was it Mogart or was it Harrow's men? That was also unclear to me because I was just like, are these just marauders out in the desert? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they were the first evolution of Jawas. they also had a 50 caliber machine gun which would chew through that vehicle like it was paper (laughs) I know that's what I thought they were getting ready to do whenever they like loaded it up there looking whenever she had the flare and I was like well she's dead but no they just kind of like inched around there and she blew it up by a freaking flare I mean what the is that even possible? I don't even no. think that's possible. No, is it, would she throw like, it That on? doesn't seem like it's po- on the ammunition box. Yeah. No, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. That, like, that flare, <laughs> you would have to, it, it could happen, but you would have to like hold the, like the way that flare works, you'd have to hold the, the tip of it like down on it, not like lay it on its side. And it would have to heat up that canister. But those things are usually really safe. So it doesn't blow up, you know, when like yeah. heat kind of gets near it. So no, but that's one of those like movie things where, you know, someone shoots a gas can or gas tank and it blows up. Those don't yeah. really happen in real life. That's one of those things I kind of let go. But don't try that at home, kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made a point to show you that their ammunition box was open. So like bullets mm-hmm. were just sitting on top for the flare to sit on. But I was just like, I was like, I don't think that's possible. That doesn't seem right. No. <laughs> Did y'all catch where they said, yeah, it looks like they got there when they when they finally get to the tomb site. We got to find a different way in. 
Did they not just go in the same yeah. damn way as everybody else? Uh, yes. I, yeah, I didn't think they had found anything <laughs> different. <way. laughs> yeah, they, they like repelled in. Well, she repelled in. Uh, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen fell to his death, or he should have. <laughs> so I like those were two like the two funny parts to me were one uh, there at the top whenever Mark punched him in the face because he kissed. <laughs> Kiss Layla. I just thought that was hilarious. But then also, like, <laughs> I could have swore whenever he was about to be coming down, I could have swore I heard before he starts come crashing, heard him go, Mama? And then, like, fall yeah, down. He does. <laughs> he says that. He says, Mommy. It's like, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, he does. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's his face did threaten Mark threatened Stephen that yeah. if Stephen laid a hand on Layla that he would throw <laughs> he would throw them off a cliff and so he he did yeah he did <laughs> I, just, I thought that was pretty funny what the hell are those clicker things that are running through the damn okay so pyramid they're called the Hakka priests which Hakka is an Egyptian god of magic and medicine and she mentions that Hakka, like the Hakka priests, were kind of like sorcerers back in the day. So I guess kind of like doc, they had like magic. There's also a thing in the comics where Hakka becomes like some sort of some different god now, but he's called like Hakka Newt, or I forget the I'm misspeaking here on that part. But anyway, he uses chaos magic. So oh, kind of cool. wondering if these priests are using chaos magic to become zombie men. But once again, huh. I felt like they were just trying to do the mummy with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause that's what they gave off serious, like those mummy vibes in that movie. Yeah. So basically like when she was explaining the painting and stuff, like when they were, they were talking and explaining the painting, they're referencing the clickers. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I, I, I thought for a second, but then I was like, no, that doesn't, it just, it seemed different. So anyways, Cool. All right. Did y'all like we've gone over this before? Do we do we still even care about the the now Mark Stephen Layla triangle? Like, is that no? Is that no? <laughs> well, it still doesn't. No. Just no. Yeah. I, I like. I just. I don't know. Uh, like, I don't mind Layla now as far as like a character because honestly, she's starting to become more interesting to me than Mark. <laughs> but I, I don't care like that aspect. I'm just like, just go with Steven. Like, who cares, Mark? Uh, who cares about Mark? Yeah. Like, he, he's lied to you. <laughs> I know it's the same. She obviously person. cares about him more too. Yeah, it's just I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, she just, it just at the end there, whenever Mark gets shot, and I'm like, well, there you go. Now you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> she was upset about it. I yeah. I was like, well, you, you know what? Just be quiet. Just go on. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the whole thing with Arthur and talking about Layla's dad? Did they mention Bushman in that? No. Was that was that the killer that Mark brought? Was Bushman? Oh yeah, but that was that was not when Hera was talking. That was Mark when. Mark was explaining, like, yes. I didn't kill your father, but I had a partner that got out of hand. That that was Bushman that he's referring to. Yeah. I think it's just revealing okay. what I was saying, that her father's the Scarlet Scarab is all. They're combining yes. those two characters into one. 
I will say that she actually did use the uh, flare in the correct manner with that scene. Yes. <laughs> she should honestly, she should be called the Scarlet like flare or something. Because she, <laughs> she's very effective with the flares. She blows yeah. up a thing. She kills like a mummy at one point. Uh, I think she does something else with one. Like she's very effective with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've seen her. She lit one up and she was trying to see how deep a hole was and she just dropped it down mm-hmm. the hole. And I was like, well, that was a waste. <laughs> I mean, you weren't going to jump down that hole anyways. You knew. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought at first I thought she was getting it to like just to make sure to see which how she could get across. And yeah, she just threw it down. I was like, oh, anybody could have guessed that'd be a bottomless pit there. Right. I mean, I'd, it was a good assumption. <laughs> even if it wasn't. I mean, even if it was like 20, 30 feet down there, you're not going to jump. Right. <laughs> you don't have time to repel either. So. Yeah. So I'm going to get into what my biggest beef was because they missed a perfect opportunity here when it's revealed that this tomb is a tomb of a pharaoh that was Amit's avatar and it was like the voice of Amit and all this stuff. And I was really expecting, and Jeremy sent an article to us earlier about an Easter egg that we had missed in the previous episode, episode three, where the kid that was fighting on top of the roof with Mark and Steven and all that had on the back of his jacket a little symbol that represented Ramatut, which in the comics, Ramatut is a different version of Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. It's like a variant of Kang. Well, I was really, really waiting for it to be revealed that this tomb is the tomb of Ramatut. <laughs> and I was like, all like I was getting goosebumps when it was coming. And then it was like, no, it's Alexander the Great. And I'm like, oh man. I was so <laughs> disappointed by that. <laughs> or at the very least, like, we're 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 eventually gonna have to start setting up stuff for the X-Men. Why not make it apocalypse? How cool would that be if that it was cool. uh what is it? Um would have uh, in Sabanur's tomb or something like that. Like yeah. that would have been so cool, but none of that happened. And I get it in real life. We have never actually discovered Alexander the Great's tomb. So I kind of get them doing that instead. But at the same time, being that we're in, we're in the MCU, it would have been cooler to reference something else. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. To, to bring it back either to Immortus or Ramatut. I mean, or, you know, or Apocalypse, some somehow, some way. I just, there's weird things that I really like about this show. And then other times I worry about Moon Knight and I worry about Nova now. And I'm just like, this is yeah. going to be a big bag of suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm praying that this gets a second season. Because if this gets a second season, I could see this that being like way better than this one. Like, in other words, this whole season was just kind of like an origin story and get it out of the way. And then second season is going to be. But you like don't even know what his origin is. Do I? You now? don't even know what his origin is. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm not like, saying like <laughs> what I'm getting at is you know how like yeah. the first movie that just has the origin of like a superhero is usually not that great because halfway through the movie, we finally get them as the hero. And then like, then they just fight the villain and the movie's over with. It's not until the second uh, movie that comes out where the the character's established as so-and-so and that we get more interesting stories. I'm hoping that by the second season, if there is one, I feel like there's gonna be, they could right all the wrongs here. 
Stevens and now a billionaire or millionaire like entrepreneur and Jake's like the cabbie type and Steven or Mark's the Merc and yeah. anyway. I feel like if they don't fix it in the next two episodes, <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time with season two, honestly. That's just me personally, but like yeah. they're kind of getting themselves in an area where they can possibly fix the whole story and make it be something that it wasn't. And if they don't do that in the next two episodes, then I I don't know. I'm, I may I may have to dip out. Like, or just be one of those where instead of watching it every week, you just wait for them all to come out and then just blow right through it. I can't binge. I I can't do that. I hate binging. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm definitely a Wednesday nights, midnight night kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though I didn't watch it on Wednesday. <laughs> let's just because for time's sake, let's get into that. At the end, we see the hippo goddess. I'm going to butcher this name. Tawaret. Uh, uh, she is the goddess of childbirth, fertility, and rejuvenation. Really? We also, in the first episode, see a plushy version of her when Steven is having to do inventory and, you know, he's explaining how the poster has only seven of the gods that are supposed to be, there's nine of them that are supposed to be in the Ennead. He grabs a box and it's a like, if you aren't paying attention, you'll miss it. But he says her name as he picks it up. And it's like little like hippo plushies. <laughs> Being that she's the goddess of rejuvenation, do you think this isn't like a, it's all in his head type thing and that he is like dead, but the gods have something more for her, for him. And she's going to bring him back to life. Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, this is one of those like, whenever I went into that that whole thing, I was like, oh no! Like, I get that it kind of plays to the whole Moon Knight thing, to where now you're really gonna be questioning, okay, is where he is currently all in his head, or was he actually in this insane asylum all along and had watched that movie and he just kind of created his own little world? I don't know. It's just kind of. It's definitely like something that like the the mental institute that he's in isn't real just because we see that there's a Steven and a Mark like that can't physically happen. And like it starts like near the end, it starts to like shake, you know, like the. Oh, yeah. You see like the lighting and stuff beginning to swing. Yeah. Uh, Just real (laughs) quick. We also see in a third sarcophagus, more than likely is Jake Lockley. That's what I was going to ask. Is it like, do we think that that's Jake in that, that other room? Yeah. I I, I definitely think this is all mental as well. Like just because of the sarcophaguses and the two, the Mark and the Steven, and they know each other and all that jazz. It's not just somebody that looks like him. That's like, I don't know who you are kind of thing. And yeah. the the weird the weird sarcophaguses and you know all around the place. Uh, yeah, I definitely think I think I honestly think he's in a coma. Could just be a, like a really weird insane asylum that makes people sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's how they do it in Egypt. <laughs> there was also like a ton of Easter eggs. Uh, like I'm not going to mention all of them, but oh my like, gosh, every single. Every single like bingo number is probably not probably is a reference to some issue of Moon Knight or Werewolf by Night 
or whatever. I didn't look all of them up. I looked up a few, but, and then we see like all the characters or things that Mark has interacted with up until that point. Crowley is the guy calling out the bingo numbers. Crowley's the the statue man uh-huh. that he was like hugging and talking to, you know, Donna, the person that he worked with at the museum is one of the people there. And Beck is the guy pushing the cupcake truck, which Beck was the guy that everyone sort of assumed was going to be Bushman. And there's a ton of Easter eggs in that. The in that. security guard guy that got killed by the clicker is mm-hmm. is the security guard in, in the asylum. There's a bird that was drawn with Conchu's face is the, yeah, is the bird so, face. And yeah, there was tons. The clock on the wall has um, Conchu's staff as one of the hands. Okay. Should have given her a moon pie too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely think he's in a coma. Considering like what's happened to him, kind of thing, I think he's in a coma of some sort. Yeah, and you forgot to mention that you did see in the swinging lights, Mephisto. His, his eyes. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was another Easter there. I was gonna mention Layla has a a bandage on her finger, and it's a scarlet scarab. But honestly, at first, I thought it was a Mephisto reference because <laughs> it's got like pointy, like it looks like a face with horns. <laughs> I'm just like, it's because I I say it so much. It's just, you're going to see it in everything now. He's going to be in all of it. (laughs) This is twice now, Jeremy. This is twice. Yeah, I know. See, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I'm just, it's that whole like repetitive. It's going to make it happen. You've crept in his subliminal mind. (laughs) Yes. And eventually at some point I'm going to make him love Captain Marvel. (laughs) That won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Is that woman from... The uh, episode before when Khonshu got locked up in the in the little which woman village person doll, the one that like was telling him where to go or how to figure out where where the coordinates were for Amit's tomb. Yeah, but where what what are you referring? Like I know that woman, but where where are you you talking about in the mental hospital? Is was that woman was she the avatar for the hippo? Oh no no that was not that was a uh, Hogarth you know, whatever, Tawaret is the hippo god. Okay. All right. I thought she'd come back and was like trying to help him then. It's kind of what I was thinking. So, yeah, but I'm I, I thought as well, but when I had looked it up, you know, I don't know anything about Egyptian pantheons, but I, I was just like hippo god Egypt. And it brought up like a ton of articles <laughs> where people were talking about <laughs> Tawaret. I liked that, you know, I was bitching about, you know, none of the last episode didn't make sense of like why Amit was sealed away in a tomb and stuff, but she wasn't sealed in stone. Well, we get an answer to that. She is sealed in a stone. She's in a, whatever they call it, an Ushapti, Ushapti, I don't know, I'm I'm butchering that. But anyway, it's just they hid that stone statue. I don't know why, like, Khonshu gets his own special room you know, at the beginning of the episode, they take Conchu and they put him away in like a vault or something. Like, I don't understand why they don't just put her there with all the others, but whatever. Well, so it was said that nobody knew where she was put away at and mm-hmm. that only one person did. And that's why, you know, the whole thing about going and getting. So uh, I I think there's some like shady stuff going on. Like they've got six or no, it was like seven, I think, counted like little Egyptian village people they made. Yeah. Yeah, just sitting on the shelves. Yeah, like, that's that's a lot yeah. of gods to take away and seal up. Somebody seems like they're drunk with power. You know what <laughs> I mean? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something something just didn't seem right with with the gods. Something's odd. Yeah, I do. Like I said, I feel like Osiris. He's the one that kind of it feels like he's working with Harrow for some reason. I I don't know what exactly yet, but I kind of feel like yeah, there is something more nefarious going on with the the Egyptian gods. Because the other thing is too, Harrow said that that cane came from the the last Avatar of Ammon. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Which Alexander, was Alexander the, Great, the Great, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. He didn't know where his tomb was. You mean to tell me that Cain wasn't in the tomb? Apparently Come not. Come on now. Come I, I, I don't on know. now. I don't know. Like, apparently not. Because why <laughs> so would I, Hero need the scarab to find Amit's tomb if he already knew where it was? So I'm agreeing with you that there's something up in that God may be working. Like, I'm, I'm starting to see what you're talking about. Like, that God may be working and was able to get that cane before and maybe mm. found Hero or something along the line. Had beef with Conchu because, I mean, apparently they all had beef with Conchu and was able to pick him up and be like, hey, let's uh, let's team up. Let's do this. Because they just brought him on in there. No problem. Like, hey, come on through this door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For <laughs> for the, the, the trial. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd been there before. Yeah. It was odd. Yeah. I agree with you. I think you're on um, something. Yeah, the mental hospital was basically the Jeff Lemire's 2016 run. It's known as the Lunatic run, and it just straight up was that. I, you've talked about it before. It's the one where we meet Dr. Emmett, and Dr. Emmett is like possessed by the god Amit. So it seems yep. like they're pulling that as like a inspiration for this episode. That's what got me excited about it. Like at the end, I was like, oh, I think we actually got a plan now. Like we've actually got stuff to go with now. So and I could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> my last thing is just my favorite moment of the episode, which was right after he fell. He's talking about the when he's like in the tomb for the first time and he sees the like Sphinx statues. He's like. Oh my God, it's almost like they could come to life and and ask me questions. He's like, I'd shit myself, but I would still find it really awesome. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I thought that was a funny moment. Yeah. That is pretty funny. What was that? Did she put a 13 or a 31 in the sand? I think it's a 13. And what does that reference? I don't know. It was a 13. Like it was a 13, but it was a backwards. Three. That's what I thought too. It seemed odd. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked up numbers or issue numbers or anything like that, but yeah, I'd like to figure out if that's like a subtle hint of something. So, well, where do y'all want to go from here? Uh, the end. I, yeah. I just <laughs> I don't want to be done with this. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out like this to get to something that just makes sense and actually pulls it all together, I guess, or even just doesn't have to pull it together. Just, Makes up for everything. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how, but. You know what's so crazy is it feels like WandaVision felt a lot like this, but they pulled it together so much quicker, it seemed like. I disagree. I thought I thought WandaVision was great. Like every episode was great, but I also kind of like, I, I don't know. I enjoyed all the different versions, like them, you know, doing like the different eras of television. 
But this has just been a slog. Like when I have to rewatch it <laughs> before we do the episode, I just dread it now. And like, <laughs> I, just to point this out, like while editing this week, I was just, I don't know, I was more entertained by looking up this new YouTube channel where a guy's been like fan casting the next series of like X-Men movies. Like I was more like interested to watch that than I was Moon Knight when this episode came out. I was just like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> What I was saying, though, was that a a lot of people were, like, questioning what was going on with WandaVision. And, like, there's so many questions in the first three episodes. And, like, I know the first two were, like, 30-minute episodes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they got longer to to kind of mimic the TV shows that they were were mimicking. And so, like, there were so many questions. But it was by, like, episode four or three, you started getting answers. And they started churning the story along. It feels like they're not doing that with Moon Knight, though. Mm-mm. It feels like we're four episodes in and and we've had more time with Moon Knight than we did with WandaVision. And they're not churning stuff along like it's still just a up in the air, horrible mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Like I just uh, it seems like they still have everything just up in the air and nothing, nothing landing yet. There's no real answers. I mean, even with like you got a little bit more detail on Layla. I mean, as far as like her her dad a little bit, and like you got, I just found like Amit's little figurine to get that, but it just it just seems like it's going has no real plot line to it to me, and it's just it's rather frustrating. Yeah, I agree. I do yeah. too. Well, you you just made me think of something real quick, Jeremy. When you said figurine, uh, when he's in the mental hospital and he has the Moon Knight little figurine. Uh, is that like a is that a taskmaster figurine that was like repainted like not in the not in the MCU <laughs> universe I just mean like for them to make it for the the episode was that a taskmaster like little figurine that they just painted white because <laughs> it looks like that ta- it looks like skeletor or taskmaster so I don't know yeah and they put a little cape on it. I thought it was a Marvel Legends Moon Knight is what I thought it uh, was because of all the points of articulation. But <laughs> <laughs> now with Kung Fu Grip. <laughs> well, he had like a little bendy stomach too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, look, he's got all kinds of points. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally underwhelmed, it looks like. Yep. Totally underwhelmed. Oh, most definitely. Which is really sad because I had such... Such high hopes and for this one. I did too. Me as well. Just it's fallen miserably. Does this does this make y'all worry for Miss Marvel when it's coming out? No, because it's done by a different writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was say I don't think so because like I don't know. Well, I, I don't know about the about the writer, but as far as just from the trailer, and obviously it's got a whole different feel for it. So for me personally. I'm not not going into it with real high expectations uh, just because it's not necessarily like we, we talked about it before since it's not necessarily written for yeah, for us, for the, the three of us that are on this this podcast kind of thing. It's it's written for a little girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, I'm just I'm just going to be watching the, to see Brie Larson. So. <laughs> All right. So what about the talks of Moon or not Moon Knight? Nova. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Now that, yeah. I'll say I, I will just from talking with, with y'all about it and knowing that it's the same writer, 
Yeah, now it, it makes me a little worried. Even though like, like that character is completely different than Moon Knight. Yeah, but it it shows that he like this show shows that that writer can't handle telling a decent cohesive story. I know Moon Knight's probably more confusing than Richard Rider or Sam. What's Sam's last name? I can never remember what Sam's last name is. But um, Alexander. Alexander. Uh, like I don't, I don't have any confidence in in him being able to tell like an interesting story. Now I could be wrong, and I would be happy to be wrong, but I'm not seeing anything that's great here. I think he could maybe do a decent Guardian story. Just because it seems like he has his humor on point, but like nobody was really wanting humor for this this TV show. No, not really. So, and that seems to be the only enjoyable parts of this TV show, really. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if he could do a decent Guardians, I think he could maybe do a decent Nova. But still, I'm just like, there's there's still other things that I'm like, like the flare and the gun in the ammo box and. We need to find a different way to go. And then we go exactly the way that everybody else went and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, uh, well, that's kind of on the writer there. Not not the actors. Who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us these last two episodes. Fingers crossed. It's going to take a lot. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy's not hopeful. No, <laughs> no. All right, Jeremy, I mean, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me every now and then on Twitch. Streaming just kind of whatever. This past week, I actually started the the Guardians game, and if you had listened closely, you could have heard that it was time for me to go eat dinner. Uh, <laughs> so I had my mic on, didn't really realize it. Yeah, I'm all, I just you know playing whatever and uh, on whatever. Like I usually either play on the PC or on the Xbox. Oh, and I got actually for birthday was I got an Oculus Quest too, and I know that I don't I don't think you can stream that. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so I'll be playing that a little bit even though you can't watch that one. But anyways, uh, yeah, you can find me on there. My handle is uh, Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And I had to correct somebody on, on my Twitch stream about that as well. So. <laughs> I, I, that person was pointing out a very good point. You, you misspelled night. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, Richard, was that you? I know that wasn't me, but I saw who said that. All right, Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is Knight Curry, Knight like day and night, and Curry with a K. You can also contact us on our Instagram. Our Instagram is Comically Comics Podcast, and you can also contact us via our Gmail. It is Comically Comics Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and whatnot at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, happy first appearance, Jeremy. Happy first appearance. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. 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 So if, if they just sprang to life right now and asked me a riddle for passage, I'd, I'd be thrilled. I'd shit myself, but I'd be thrilled. <laughs>